Um, let's just pray. Father, I just thank you that you are the King of Kings and you are the Lord of Lords. I thank you that you are almighty and all-powerful. You are the one who heals. And I pray that as I share this message, it would trigger in people's lives where they would be set free from things that have held them captive for many years. I speak a spirit of freedom, a spirit of liberty in the name of Jesus. Amen. So I've had um, a very interesting season, and God gave this word to me right way back. And so when Frank spoke to me, he said, would you like to share? Have you got something to share? And I went, don't mind if I do. So this is a word that is very personal um, to many of us, and I think we all face it as believers. We all face it as people. And I really believe that God is wanting to heal us today in a, in a different way because he's raising up an army. He's raising up a people of God that are strong, that are know who they are in Christ Jesus. And the biggest way the enemy attacks us is through words because there is so much power in the spoken word. In Genesis, God spoke and it was. It created. And science is proving that words have creative power. Both negative and positive, they have creative power. And so I want to um, take you to, um, I'm going to take you through different scriptures today, but they will all tie in. Um, so hang, hang, there, hang in with me. Okay. Um, in Proverbs 15 verse 4, a wholesome tongue is the tree of life, but perverseness breaks the spirit. Let me say that again. A wholesome tongue is the tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Proverbs 17 verse 22. A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. Okay. So perverse words break a spirit, and a broken spirit dries your bones. So there's things to it. So when we receive harsh words in our lives, they can fracture our spirit, which means they damage our inner strength, our ability and, and our identity and who we are in Christ. It causes doubt. It causes fear. It causes unbelief. It makes us uncertain and it robs our identity. It stops us becoming who we fully are. And, and scripture is very clear, a broken spirit who can bear. Now, there's lots of inner healing on the soul realm, but people neglect that the impact of our soul affects our spirit, our human spirit and our spirit being, which is eternal. Okay, uh, just quickly, you have a spirit, you have a soul and you have a body. Your soul realm is like the bridge between the natural world and the supernatural world. So when the enemy can bomb your bridge, he hinders the supernatural manifesting in the natural. And how does he do that? By words. By destructive words. 
And of course, we can render the opposite by speaking the word of God. I mean, I was sitting here thinking, man, we read these words on pages, and it is actually the word of God, and it is the only thing that transforms, is his word. It transforms the natural. He spoke the world into being. Now he leaves us a book, and it transforms us. Words are transformative, both positive and negative. So then I was meditating on, you know, dry bones, and bones represent strength, what it is. And then I was taken, I felt the Lord lead me to Ezekiel 37, and I have preached on this scripture many times, but I have never preached on it like I'm going to do today. Because it struck me for the first time, tying in how words break spirits and broken spirits dry out bones. So let's go to Ezekiel 37. And the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of a valley. And it was full of bones. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, now is the season. There is a tremendous army of God, people that have been bombed by church words, by well-meaning believers, by all sorts of circumstances. There is a great army of people that are lying in a valley of despair. Their bones are dry. And God is wanting to heal. God is wanting to heal you today. He is wanting this army to not dry up, this army to begin to stand up. And he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were as great many in the open valley. How many of you know people that no longer go to church because they were hurt? Why? Because of words. So there is a great army of people that have had their spirits broken, that have just crushed, crushed. And he said, and he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And he's asking us, can these bones live? And so I answered him, oh God, only you know. Now it's interesting. He didn't say, oh, well, actually I have an opinion on this. Let me give you my five cents. He said, no, God, only you know. And let me tell you, only God knows how to heal your dry bones. Not my opinion, not my fancy messages. It's the God who hears. It's the God who sees is the one who's going to heal those dry bones in your area. And again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear. Now, I thought, that's really interesting. Why would you tell bones to hear? And I, I was taken to a scripture um, in Luke 22, verse 50 and 51, and John 18, verse 10. And you're going to say, Annette, what has this got to do with the price of eggs? Hang on with me. And Simon Peter, having a sword, this is Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, and they're coming to get him, okay? They are coming to get him. And as, as he approaches, and Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. 
And the servant's name was Malachias. And so Jesus said to Peter, put your sword into, the, into its sheath. I will not drink the cup. And in Luke 22, it says, and he touched his ear and healed him. He says to the dry bones, oh, here. And here in the New Testament, on the, on the way to Calvary, on the way where Jesus is going to now change the course of mankind, a man's ear gets cut off by a sword. Now, the word of God is likened to a sword. But the word of God, in the absence of love, can bring tremendous damage and it cuts off people's ability to hear. So what does Jesus do? He leans over and he touches his ear. And Jesus is wanting to touch your ear today so that you hear afresh without the wounding of the word of God brought in a way that has brought destruction or other people's words that have been brought destruction to your life. You know, I can tell my mom's little dog, she's got a little cute little dog, Dinky, and I can say to her, love you, Dinky. And she goes, she, you know, she wags her whole body. But I can say, love you, Dinky. And that dog will run a mile. <laughs> Same words, different sound. And the word of God has been brought with a different sound that has cut off people's ears that have brought damage. And Jesus is wanting to touch your ears today and bring healing. So where your spirit has been broken and devastated by circumstances, he says, now, oh, dry bones, hear. Yeah. And the word of the Lord, and, and thus says the Lord God to these bones. Now your bones are your strength. They are your innermost being. Surely I will cause breath to enter you and you will live. His spirit, he is desiring to release his fresh breath, his ruah the life of God into you. He breathed into man and he lived. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And today he wants to breathe afresh into you. You shall live. It's not, oh, well, you know, you might. It's 50-50 whether you'll live. He says you will, you shall live. Isn't that amazing? And I will put sinews on you and bring flesh. Now, bones is your strength. Sinews is your muscle. It's your resilience. It's your persistence. Because often when we dry out, when we get hammered by words, you almost feel like you can't get up again. That the very, your strength, your muscle is not there. And so God is wanting to restore your muscle in him again, where you'll, you'll stand up and fight, where you will no longer accept it. No, I don't receive that word over my life. No, I'm sorry. I'm not accepting that. And you shall know that I am the Lord. And then he puts flesh. Now, flesh is humanity. You see, when we get hammered a lot, we become cynical and hard and we lose our humanity. We lose our tenderness, our soft flesh. 
But what struck me with this story is that Jesus always works from the inside out. Because he knows that once he works from your innermost being, it works its way through your whole system and it can't be robbed. It's not superficial. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise and a sudden rattling, and the bones came together bone to bone. Indeed, I looked, and the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. And so he said to me, prophesy the breath. And today I prophesy the breath of God over all of you and over me. And when you feel down, you say, I prophesy the breath of God into this situation with my family. I prophesy the breath of God into this circumstance. I, God, I prophesy, I receive the breath of God where for years I was told this, and it's not how you see me. And he keeps saying it, prophesy the breath, prophesy son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, and, O breath, and breathe on the slain that they may live. And so I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came unto, unto them, and they lived, and they stood on their feet an exceedingly great army. And I declare that where areas you have lain down on the inside, that you would once again stand up on your feet. That you would stand up. Feet represent your walk, your call, your purpose, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Stand up in your call once more. Those people that said your dream didn't count, I'm telling you, if it's in you, I call it out today. You begin to stand up. And he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They were believers. They indeed say our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore, prophesy again. Why? Because it's the creative power of your words. And say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open up your graves, what was dead, and cause you to come from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from the, your graves. I will put my spirit in you and you shall live. And I will place you in your own land and you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and performed it, says the Lord. This is absolute and he's He's in the process. But what struck me is that this is actually a, a pre-revival word. He is, this is a sound where he is calling us now to deal with those words that have dried out our bones. 
because this great army is going to be unprecedented. Because when you issue words of life, you create a different frequency, a different sphere around you, and the lost sense it. Science has proven over and over and over and over again what the power of words can do. So today, I wanted, uh, if Frank would, wouldn't mind playing a bit of music, but I would really like you to take this to heart. Don't be just a hearer, but be a doer also. And look at your life now. I would really like us to just stand before the Lord and examine where people have said destructive words where you went, <gasps> either by parents or by the church, that has caused your bones to dry out. And I want you to break the power of those words, to repent for accepting them for allowing them to form your belief system. And there are some of us where we accuse ourselves with our own thoughts. And that is not the will of God. He is desiring to for you to prophesy over your dry bones. You might say, Satan, you've had my childhood. You've had my past. You've had that, but you will no longer have my present. You will no longer have my future. You will not cause me to lie down in a valley, but I will stand up in you. God, I receive your sinews. I receive your humanity. Forgive me for losing So let's stand. I really want you to do business with God today. This is not about anybody else or anything else. Please close your eyes. And Jesus reached out and healed his ears. Father, as we wrap up this morning, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would begin to move amongst every individual in this room where we have had brutal words, where the sword has cut off our ability to hear. I pray right now, Jesus, that you would touch people's ears, that they would begin to hear afresh that they would begin to hear your word spoken in the context of love with the sound of heaven, not with condemnation, not with judgment, not with persecution, and not with criticism. God, I thank you that you leant over in that garden on the way to the cross. The first thing you did was heal that servant's ear. Jesus, heal our ears again that we would hear you for who you are. Lord, we repent 
for accepting words that we have allowed to break our spirit and in breaking our spirit, dry out our bones. I pray for people's spirits in this room. I pray and prophesy healing to you. And every word, I pull it out of you in the name of Jesus that was toxic, that has impaled you, that has hindered you, and that has caused you to lie down. forgive those that spoke and used harsh words on our lives. We release them today. But Lord, we also ask your forgiveness for allowing those words to form a different identity that was not of you. And I release in the name of Jesus over every person in this room a fresh identity, a God identity over your life today. I release it over you. I release it over you. I release it over you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Every word that was spoken in anger, in Jesus' name, a freshness, a wholeness, a newness that where these bones are dry, that they would stand again. You are the great army. You were born for such a time as this. Therefore, you are equipped for such a time as this. I silence the voice of fear. I silence the voice of disqualification in the name of Jesus. I silence the voice of doubt. I silence the voice that says, you are not worthy. Lord, I pray that what has begun today would not just be left as, oh, that was a a great Sunday and carry on. I pray that this would have a profound effect on all of us. I know it has on me personally. God, that we would arise, that our words would be life-giving to those around, but that also we would watch what we accept and say no. No, I, I will not in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.